Hello there and welcome to the podcast Biblical Question where we're going to answer a couple questions that have come in through our webpage. You can go there yourself if you'd like. It's biblicalquestion.com, all one word. And I would encourage you to, to go there and, and check us out and be able to uh, see our statement of faith. We thank those people who have sent in some some help to help keep this uh, going. Many people are listening more and more every week and we're so uh, blessed that God has allowed this. Our first question comes from Bill out of the state of Washington, and he's asked, Should we not associate with people we know have sinned? How can we keep from associating with them? Well, Billy, honest answer is we cannot keep from having some association with sinful people. You'd have to live somewhere other than this planet we call Earth, to avoid all contact with sinful people. I would encourage you to read uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 9 and 10. But we can select carefully uh, those people whom we decide or choose to have a closer uh, relationship with, uh, enter a business partnership with, or date, marry, uh, there's probably more examples, that's all I can think of at the top of my head. But in regarding these binding relationships, Paul would write in 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 14, Be not equally yoked together with unbelievers, for what fellowship has righteous with unrighteous, and what communion has light with darkness? You know, those kind of rhetorical questions, but in the context, however, uh, we can bear out this verse. A Christian is forbidden from joining himself and himself into a, a partnership or a fellowship with people of activities that would cause him to lose his faith or compromise his morals and violate his conscience before God. And this would apply to a Christian uh, marrying somebody who's very immoral uh, or a non-believer. Being yoked together, uh, that's that's a hard one to go by in marriage as it is. Marriage is not easy. Anybody who's been married 50, 60 years will say they've had some good times and they had some experiences that, that helped them uh, maybe grow their, their love together. But life is not easy and you, you start adding in elements into your life, things that people don't uh, believe the way you believe or want to go to church or whatever and so I would encourage you uh, to think carefully about going into deep relationships but there's another side of this coin uh, we need to go to those people who are living in sin and show them the gospel uh, let Christ touch their heart let the Holy Spirit do his job he's pretty good at it been doing it longer than any of us living here today and uh so that way that person can be converted and know who Christ is and walk away from a sinful life. Well, Bill, I hope that answers your question at least a little bit anyhow. And thank you for listening. Our next question uh, says, How many children did Mary and Joseph have besides Jesus? And this question comes from uh, somewhere over in, in Europe. That's all I could get out of the email anyway. Anyway, the answer is several scriptures show us that Mary had other children after Jesus was born. Matthew chapter 13, 
uh, verses 53 through 56 tells us that his brothers were James, Joseph, Simon, and Judas. And I'm, I'm really terrible at pronouncing some of these names, so you'll have to forgive me. But uh, John chapter 7, verse 5 tells us that his own brethren uh, did not believe on him until after his resurrection. Acts chapter 1, verse 14 shows us that Mary and the brothers of Jesus were among the 120 believers in Jerusalem. James uh, is the half-brother of Jesus. Uh, he was a pillar in the New Testament church in Jerusalem. Uh, a real anchor. You can read about him in the Jerusalem Conference in Acts chapter 15. And Paul will refer to him as well in Galatians chapter 2 verse 9. And he also wrote uh, the book of James. And then Jude uh, was also uh, the brother of James, thus making him the half-brother of Jesus. And he would write this short book, which bears his name as well, uh, Jude. A Jude would be the last uh, letter or epistle right before the book of Revelation. It's a very short letter, but it's just full of uh, deep thought and easy to, to get lost in that if you really want to start doing some cross-referencing and try to understand everything that Jude uh, is trying to say in a very short time. Uh, the, you know, just... The purity of Jesus does not rely upon Mary not having other children. Uh, he was miraculously conceived, and he was born of a virgin. And the scriptures, I think, are pretty clear that Joseph uh, did not have any kind of uh, marital relations with his wife Mary until after Jesus was born. Uh, thus meaning uh, two things. Mary was a virgin until Jesus was born, but she was not a virgin after he was born. So she had uh, other children, and I would think it to be uh, very highly unlikely to uh, be married, that uh, two people together like that uh, would not engage in that activity that God has blessed in marriage, and out of that obviously could come children. So I hope this answers your question, and I, I thank you for listening and for your question. Uh, I hope it helps you. If you're not, you can please certainly email me back and I will try uh, to maybe be more clear. And this other one comes from out of uh, Arizona. And it says, uh, What does the Bible mean about greeting your brethren with a holy kiss? Well, a holy kiss uh, on the cheek in the, in the time uh, the Bible was written, in the times of Christ, uh, the Jewish people, it was a greeting. It was uh, still is really uh, a symbol of a greeting in many countries in the East. You, you can see that uh, in the news occasionally uh, where people are kissing each other on the cheek. Then in Luke chapter 7 verse 45, uh, Jesus would tell his Pharisee host that he did not greet him with a kiss when he entered his home, as was the custom. Uh, Judas uh, would use a, a kiss of a greeting for Jesus as a sign of identification uh, to the guards who were looking to arrest Jesus to begin his trial. You can look at uh, Luke 22, uh, verse 48 and 49 for that. Uh, the Christians in the first century, many of them who were Jewish converts, uh, used uh, a kiss as an expression of a brotherly love. 
In, in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 14, Peter would write, I greet one another with a, a holy kiss. Uh, the Apostle Paul would use uh, the expression holy kiss several times. Uh, here's a couple of examples in Romans 16, 16, greet one another with a holy kiss. Uh, 1 Corinthians 16, 20, all the brethren greet you, greet one another with a holy kiss. Uh, first Korea, uh, sorry about that, 2 Corinthians 13, 12, uh, greet one another with a kiss. Uh, Paul would write to the church in Thessalonians, uh, chapter 5, verse 26, again, I greet the brethren with a holy kiss. So this word holy, is, it means sacred. It means exactly what it means, holy. Uh, this word kiss has a meaning to uh, of love in some cultures, but again, it's uh, a form of a greeting. Uh, these passages, they, they really demonstrate the culture again of that day in that uh, kisses were to be of a spiritual in nature and given in sincerity and without any kind of uh, sexual uh, implications. Some people have suggested that, you know, in likelihood, uh, the exchanges were even among uh, the same sex. Well, probably so. Again, uh, it's just a greeting. It has no meaning beyond that. And but people in the, in the Western world, especially probably the United States, uh, maybe has a little trouble understanding that since that's really not part of our culture here in the, in the Americas to, uh, to kiss each other uh, on the cheek, just friends or whatever. And especially the same sex, some people would find that very offensive. But in our country here in America, bumping a fist, a handshake, or is a common greeting uh, for many people. Hugging uh, generally is reserved in our country and for close friends or family members of the church. Uh, sometimes, like when I was preached, a lot of people would always want to give uh, me a hug. Uh, kissing in our culture would probably seem out of place, if I've already stated, and could cause some situations perhaps to be misunderstood. However, some close friends and relatives uh, may greet each other with a holy kiss, and I don't see anything wrong with that or a brief kiss. Uh, the main point, I guess, I'm trying to say of these scriptures uh, in the practice of the New Testament church was that there was a greeting between Christians. However it was made, uh, the, the Bible says that should be done with sincere uh, brotherly love. Well, I certainly hope this answers your questions, and if you have your own, you may submit it through uh, biblicalquestion.com, all lowercase, and I also want to take a moment to thank our supporters. We have a few out there that are listening, and we thank God every day for you. And I hope that you'll continue to listen and hope this podcast is encouraging for you. And perhaps as we get more and more questions, we'll have a 30-minute session of questions and answers. But I don't like to hang on to them for very long. And if we don't know the answer, we'll definitely search it out and try to find it and give it to you. Thank you again for listening. I know there's many other podcasts under uh, the spiritual uh, identifying markers that you found this one at. Uh, I would encourage you to continue listening. I know I'm blessed and thank God every day when more people are joining and listening in. Please share us with your friends. And don't forget to 
give us that like button. We getting more and more likes on the different podcasts. And I know I keep plugging the webpage, but there you can find uh, an index. We're starting up for the uh, podcast for questions and answers. And down the road, uh, if you have a question, you might be able to go there and look. You can see if it's already been answered. And if not, uh, we certainly would like to have an email from you. Thank you again for listening, and may God bless you, and may He have the glory.